Tandem Nomads, episode 212. So when I started my company, let me tell you, it was my baby. Nobody could touch it, and it was the most precious thing in the world. But 10 years later, I see it a little differently. Yes, it was a very fragile egg in a nest, but that little bird sprouted its wings and it soared. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. In today's episode, I brought in a very dear friend to mine that I got to meet through this podcast show and follow her entrepreneurial journey, Erin Long. Erin, are you ready for this light? Yes, and it's great to see you, Amel. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here in Nomad Nation. So as I said before, Erin has been on the show many years ago. First interview on Tandem Nomads was in June 2016. And we have gotten to know each other through the years. So today's episode, Nomad Nation, is a very, very personal episode about the journey, I would say the spiritual journey of entrepreneurship. We both want to share with you what it is to the, the personal journey that comes with starting but also growing a business along the year. And this is, episode is for you if you're just starting out. If we both were talking about this, that when we just started out, we wish we had known that there will be some things coming out down the road to be aware of and to be prepared for. We often think of entrepreneurship as this long, straight journey ahead that just once we succeed, it's just straightforward. It's not like that. And we want to share that with you so that you can be prepared, but as well as if you are in the trenches of this journey as well, that you know that you're not alone and there are ways to get about it and um, and develop it. But most importantly, I want to share with you the inspiring story of Ellen Long, who has been growing her business since her first interview. So you will be uh, able to listen to her interview in the show notes of this episode. I will link to her first episode that was number 46, but go to tandemnomads.com slash 212 and you'll be able to listen to her first episode. So let me introduce you in a few words to Erin. Erin Long is an American and certified speech therapist. She quit her job to join her husband, who works for the Foreign Service, and went to live with her family on a global nomadic life. So far, she's been living in Mexico, Brazil, Serbia, and Bosnia, and who knows where else next. So uh, while moving from one country to another, she had this amazing idea to start an online speech therapy services company that's called Worldwide Speech and it's specifically designed to help English native speaking community around the world, particularly expat children. Her services has expanded along the years and you will be able to hear more about it as we go through this episode. But one thing to know as well is that she created her company Worldwide Speech um, while also becoming a, a certified practitioner by the American Telemedicine Association and was very active in this community to actually also influence therapy policies and training programs online. So you were at the forefront at the beginning in 2016 of bringing this business that's one-to-one face-to-face uh, online as well. So that's also another big achievement that you've done on top of growing your business, Erin. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were we were one of the first out there. Yeah. So Erin, um, I just introduced you in a few words, but what would be great is that if you could tell us in few words, do you remember where you were? What stage of your business were you in 2016? In 2016, I, I believe that was the period where we really started uh, making our money. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's when I started branching out from just being a speech therapy company to becoming a special ed company, which is ultimately what we became. So we added so many more services. We added uh yeah, it was just services, but we really became um, a more robust company that could help and meet the needs uh, for a lot more children in a more meaningful way. 
Yeah. So actually, I think it's important to pause here. I always talk about, you know, when we want to introduce our businesses to to really explain the problem that we address. And I think you are very passionate about a specific problem when you started Worldwide Speech Therapy. So could you tell us who are you helping through your your services and what kind of challenges are you addressing with your services? We work with English-speaking children, like you said, um, and they're primarily expat kids living abroad. We're working with all kinds of children that need support at school. Most of the kids are in international schools, so there just aren't special ed programs. And we work with, um, we're doing everything now. We used to just do speech therapy, but now we're working with, you know, little ones who, and big ones and everything in between. We do everything from something very mild, like a kiddo who just needs some tutoring because math is hard one semester to children who are quite involved and have global disabilities and need a team working with them. So we set up teams. We now have teachers working for us who actually are the, the children's teachers online. So we've had situations where the schools can meet part of their needs, but they can't teach the reading or writing or literature portion or the math because the child has a learning disability. So we'll have teachers get online and teach that part of the school day. And then the kiddo has the rest of the school day with their peers. Um, and it seems to be a, a model that's working for a lot of kids. So we're not keeping kids home because they can't learn to read at school. So. This seems to That's be a amazing. Model that works. That's amazing. So in the previous episode, number 46, Nomad Nation, you get, you can get to listen to her story, how she started this. So we won't go there uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a whole amazing chapter on its own and how you made this business a portable business, first of all, but also how you scaled it from a one-person business to actually having multiple employees. So what happened between 2016 and now? How, what, did, what did change? How did your business develop and grow? So we've changed in the sense that, like I said, we have different types of specialists now. We also have, finally, after many years, we have an online uh, presence with where <laughs> we're finally doing our blog and reaching people that way. We've also been involved in uh, training students, graduate students to do speech therapy and OT online because it's a, it's a very real need. And this episode will come out while we're still in lockdown from COVID. <laughs> Everybody Let's knows we're that. doing things online, but uh, we, um, We've been teaching students at a couple different universities, so we've branched out that way, and uh, we've become just sort of a known presence in the telemedicine world. You've created a real brand and became very the go-to place, basically. So this is amazing that you did that. How many employees do you have? Right now, there are eight of us. Eight employees. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Wow. And it's a six-figure business today. And you keep growing. So what are you the most proud of so far from this journey? I would say at this point in time, I'm really very proud of the fact that I've been able to employ the therapists that I have. I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to get such great people working for me. The, their level of devotion and dedication is so amazing. And yeah, giving people who who want to work from home and want to work online to give them that opportunity. I think that's been ultimately my my biggest achievement that I like being able to work with talented people. I love that, Erin. So one of the things that I love most about you is, and, and I remember when I invited you to come in the show, was how you wanted to say, I want to be authentic and also share how hard it's been lately 
and that there are some challenges that I was not aware of and I would love to talk about. And I was like, yes, thank you so much, Erin. That's what I love about you. I think it's really important for me to share amazing stories of successes, but also to show that to get there, it goes with some challenges that it's okay. We can work through them. And those are part of the journey as well so that people don't get discouraged somehow. So, and I want to know, so if you could update us a little bit, okay, what was that you were telling me, you know, but there were some challenges along this way. Could you tell us more about what was your biggest challenge? Right. Especially lately in, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll step, maybe go back a little bit to just say you, when you start a company, it's so exciting mm -hmm. and you work so hard on it and it's yours. It's just, it's almost tangible because it's there for you and it's all you think about. And then when things stabilize and it, and in my case, we have a company, it works. And I think when I started this, I was like, I did this, I did this, I did this. And now I feel like it's a company and it's we, 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 I have everybody to support me. I, we are working together, but okay. Now I have a company, I have people working for me. Not, not everybody's coming to me for everything anymore. <laughs> and suddenly it felt like a job. And I had to kind of transition from, oh, I'm creating this thing. I'm a creator to now this is my, I have achieved my goal. I've got a job. <laughs> but that didn't feel quite as rewarding as I thought it was going to feel. I thought, oh, I'll feel like money is coming in. Well, the money wasn't as important to me as I thought it was. You know, I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to make endless amounts of money. And in the end, I realized that's not quite as quite what I want. So that wasn't going to be a reward for me. Mm. And so I had to do things like look for new opportunities. One thing I did was I started supervising students and that was exciting getting to share my skills. Uh, but, you know, COVID hit. Uh, everybody. <laughs> and we moved again. And as all nomadic people know, moving is tough. It, it can throw you off. So we moved during this pandemic. And here we, here I ended up just feeling like this kind of runs on its own now. I've got good people working for me. I don't need to, like, how important am I in this? Does it matter? You know, it's not like the kids aren't getting, our clients aren't getting service. They were. They were getting good service. And I trust my employees. And I, I know the kids that we serve and the people that we serve are fine. But I just felt like, eh, I'm not so important in the company anymore. And I just uh, sort of didn't want to work you know, and um, I, I did the thing of trying, okay, I'll exercise more. Maybe if I exercise more, I'll feel more energetic. <laughs> oh, I'll eat better. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm off balance. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, I decided, you know, I'm not feeling good about stuff. So I ended up going to a counselor, because I sort of didn't know how to pull myself out of this anymore. The company had been this huge responsibility. I had felt so important in it. And I am proud of the fact that I have these good employees. And I am proud of the fact that it runs smoothly now. But I didn't know what my role was anymore. And I needed some help figuring that out. That's, that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that. This is so powerful. Um, what do you think was was missing? For me personally, a lot of things were missing. You know, I had just moved. I was dealing with a whole new situation with my kids being home mm -hmm. all the time. I just realized I was this 
person sitting here with all these plates spinning in my head and I couldn't figure out what my priority was. What was it that I wanted to do? Why did I feel this way? And it's funny because we're all going through this, right? We're all living through this pandemic. And I kept telling myself, I should just be so thankful. Like I have everything I need. I'm not suffering in the way I see so many people suffering. And I thought I have no right to feel sorry for myself. I have no right to say this is hard, Hmm. but hard is hard. And what was, what I needed to hear was, okay, you know what? Everybody does suffer, but you know what? Everybody suffers differently. Everybody suffers in their own way. And you have to acknowledge it because at the end of the day, you have to be able to get through the day. Yeah. And I was kind of not giving myself that space. Yeah. What I find interesting, Erin, and let me know, I'm going to try to make the parallel because I also want to be transparent and share. And I want to thank you to offer me the opportunity to also share a little bit of my experience of what happened. And maybe we can as well exchange yeah. on that. We Nomad Nation, Erin and I decided to hop on this call and just have a conversation as we usually do just to chat. And we wanted to share that with you. And Erin, what you're telling me here is making me think of, No, the first thought is, wow, you managed to do something that so many people dream of, to build a company where you're not needed anymore, right? And you have this huge, this is huge accomplishment. And where I see Mm -hmm. the parallel, um, I've I've not built such a, as big company as yours. I'm still one person. I do have a team, but you know, it's not the same, but what I've experienced as well, I don't know if (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Erin. But here is what happened to me. And I think um, something maybe is related to the pandemic. I don't know. But I also had like the best year ever during the pandemic. And I just couldn't be happy about it. I just couldn't be happy. Um, Mm -hmm. Something was like, why can't I celebrate and only see okay, what's the next? The only difference that I still saw all the mountain of things I needed to still do to grow the company the way I want it to grow. The difference here is that mm-hmm. you actually did that. You did accomplish it. And I was like, what's next for me as a person? But that was, I don't know if you ever saw that book called The Big Leap. Um, that's about, so I will put it in the resources. Uh, Sunday Bean uh, was a great coach that I reached out to when I was experiencing that. And she recommended this book to me, sharing how it's part of actually the human it's part of the human um, psychology to once we hit a certain ceiling that we, we our past, our history in our DNA is telling us you're not supposed to go further than that. Well, how come mm-hmm. you just went above that? And I saw myself self-sabotaging myself many times and also went and broke down and had to go to counseling, had many panic attacks that I couldn't explain why. And I, and I actually learned through the therapy, through the book and all the resources I'm surrounding myself with is actually I am basically dealing with my DNA and the thoughts and the beliefs that I had in the past in my upbringing and in my history of the fact that it's, I'm not supposed to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if right. you, ha- you experienced that or not. I wouldn't say it was exactly the same for me, but I don't think, you know, I think for women, there is this big question. Are we supposed to be successful? Are we supposed to celebrate our success? And I think that's challenging for women. I also think I came from a house where you could do anything. You could, I was told you could do anything. You could be anything, but life is a little different than that. And I got very caught up in the, I should be doing more. I should be bigger. I should be greater. When I, in my logical mind, know that most companies don't become Nike. They don't. Most of us are running small companies and we have a, and we have a handful of employees. 
And so I just, yeah, I just didn't celebrate it. I just felt like no matter what I did, it was never enough. So that's interesting mm -hmm. that you thought, well, I'm not supposed to enjoy this success. And I'm, I was in the way not celebrating my success because one, I'm not supposed to celebrate my success, right? Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be humble as a woman, but two, that's society's training. But my, my other thought process was it's not big enough. It's not enough. Mm. I, I should, I should feel better about this. I should want to do more when sometimes you're just, like I said, you're just not an important player that day. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I love that you talked about celebration. And those who know me and Tandem Nomads, they know that I have a ritual of celebration. And maybe now for those of you listening to this episode on a regular base, you know why I do that. For this reason, because I've realized that we're so right. good, especially as women, to see all the things that we should improve instead of enjoying the moment and, and really soaking in that joy of the moment um, before thinking, okay, I need to improve this. I need to do this next. And funny enough, by in my case, by thinking about all the things I still need to fix and improve, I actually started self-sabotaging myself and ended up in a lot of mess and, and, and not being able to work and not being able to wake up in the morning. Uh, and it's really interesting. This is why I make it a point and actually have it right here. All my toys for games and on the desk. And I have this horn that I, <laughs> that I play with all the time, my super party glasses, just because I think it's so important to remind ourselves that. So now every time I'm with a client, I make sure that we take a moment to celebrate. And, and I have all these instruments with me, music and stuff. But what do you do to celebrate, Erin? Well, that's a really good question. I, um, what do I do to celebrate? Hmm. I think you've just stumped me. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you some of my equipment. <laughs> I think you're going to have to. I, I, um, you know, I think when I know I'm celebrating is when I, when I can say to my kids, you know, I actually created something, you guys, you know, that there's a lot out there you can do. You don't have to follow a single path. That's when I feel like I'm celebrating when I'm talking to my kids about how I did this because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and saying, you know, you're going to be told you do this, then you do this, you do this, and you do this. But there comes a point in life where you might have to reassess what's going on and figure out what works best for yourself. And I'm always so happy when things like my blogs come out. I'm so happy. I'm just, I tell everybody about it. I, mean, I get on the phone, you know, that's that. I think that betrays my age. I get on the phone. And I'm like, you got to go on my, my website and read the awesome, awesome blog that I didn't necessarily write, but this blog is going to change your life. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, so I guess those are some small ways I, I celebrate, but I do think that would be something that I should build into my, my ritual that I, I do celebrate my, not just successes, but celebrate the fact that I set out to help people and I have. Yes. You've so, been making an impact. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. So I want to talk about something that's a little, how do you say, delicate. It's about money. I want to talk about money. I think down the road, this is what it, it leads to. You said something mm -hmm. that really resonates. Said, I'm making money, but I'm realizing that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Something is missing. And I want to be careful that, and you tell me if you you my my take on that when I say that because I felt the same I had my best year and I couldn't be happy right mm -hmm. and I think it was also a, a, 
has a lot to do with exhaustion, to be honest. And I don't know if that's also you, Erin, but I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I worked hard for this. And during the pandemic, I had to double my efforts because I could see all my clients giving up. And like, I need to double the efforts to motivate them because I didn't want them to give up. Uh, Mm -hmm. And by the end of the year, I was just, I give it all. I was so tired. Yeah, that it took me a while to get back on track. But, um, but for me, the danger of saying the money was not enough is to start saying, okay, then I'm not going to try to make money. So I'd love to see how you think about that. Okay, yeah. And, and I can I, I see what you're saying, Amel, because that is how we measure a business. That's really the only real way as a society we measure a business how big is it how much money does it bring in there was a point where when we started bringing in more money and I finally had that solid paycheck that I had worked so hard for that I felt really good about that um for me personally I'm not willing to work on this company 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I, I realized my limits. I didn't want to be the sole, the sole blogger for this company. I had to give that out to somebody who was better at it, but I had to pay that person. I, I just decided the company will continue to grow. It's not going to be a big, huge company, and I'm okay with that. I and I think it it's um, it's my personal opinion that this is a decent sized company. That I think, by all measures, we're a decent sized company. We've been successful. Uh, we don't struggle, but uh, for me. No, I'm not going to go out and try to take on the world. There are things I could do. I could try to get bigger contracts. I could try to make sure we are present everywhere. I could try to knock out any competition. But for me, I, I know what I lo- what is important to me. In the end, what was very important to me is we give solid service. People rely on us and you know, we're a company that doesn't do a lot of advertisement. We do very little advertisement, but our reputation is solid. And I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that I can live with. That's amazing. I can live with my paycheck for me. And that's me personally. I I don't think that's true for everybody. But isn't it, isn't it a reward actually this stage where you are now that you actually have grown the company at a certain level that now you can actually start thinking of what can I do with my other time? Right. Right. And was that the, where you were struggling? What to do with the left, the time you had left and free now? Yeah, because I did this, I worked so hard on it. I felt like, well, I should be able to do something else. Pretty great. I should be able to do something greater. And so I started delving into this. Oh, well, what if I started another therapy company of a different kind of therapy? Okay, hmm. let's be real. Like I, I'm a special ed person and I had, to, I had to acknowledge some of my limitations. Yes, I created this company, but I can't start a company for something I don't know at all. (laughs) And I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready to delve into another degree or anything like that. Um, So, yeah. So you felt that thing missing with that extra time that you had and knowing that you did not want to work anymore as much. That's important, right? Like Mm -hmm. to say, okay, we worked hard, you worked hard enough to get to where you are now. And I'm like, I want to change the way I live, first of all, because I need more time for my children, their homeschooling, but I also want to spend my time differently. And I think it's a shift. You're just getting to the next level somehow. And then you realize that you needed help to figure out what's that next thing for you. Right. And I, and I honestly, I'm still working on that. Mm -hmm. And it, um, I, I still acknowledge that the challenges are still there. 
the kids still need help every day. But there, you know, I have, I do have some ideas of ways I can grow this company a little bit more. And I think that was what was really good about going to counseling that instead of just sitting there and worrying about why am I not doing enough or why in some cases, why am I not doing anything <laughs> to, to, okay, there are options and now I can weigh those options. I can decide what really is going to work for me where I really want to put my time and effort. And uh, I, I, I'm hoping that um, I will have time for some of these. Things. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So actually I, I want to highlight, I think it's important, the courage that it takes to actually, first of all, uh, take the step of reaching out for support from professionals and, and counselors. I think that's something, and I made a lot of episodes about that actually in Tandem Nomads of reaching out and building our support system and counseling is one of them. And I just want us, Erin, um, to, to encourage people to do that. You know, when we struggle, it's so important to do that. And um, what are the, you know, what is the, how did you manage to take that step and find the right person for you? Right. There was no doubt for me that I needed somebody to talk to. And, you know, it, it's, it's real. There's a couple things I think happen to people. One, there's a huge stigma around, and I don't have to tell you or anybody that, but there is this sort of shame, feeling of shame about, oh, I need help. I can't sort this out on my own. And sometimes you can't. And you, unless you went to school to understand the brain, you probably don't. <laughs> you probably don't understand your emotions. You probably don't understand why your brain works the way it does. And so I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well. I, I feel like you and I were going through a similar thing there. I just wasn't really like getting things done and I didn't, nothing was really fun to me anymore. And so recognizing that in yourself and just being kind enough to yourself to say, I just need some help. And, and how you go about getting that help is going to look different for, for everybody. In my case, you know, I went to the doctor and said, I don't feel very good. And she said, okay, let me put you in touch with, you know, some counselors and you choose a counselor and work through it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that you can do all this online now. So you don't have to talk <laughs> to anybody about, oh, I'm going to my therapist. Um, so you can keep it private. But for me, I decided not to keep it private because I do want people to know you go through hard things. Everybody goes through tough things. In this lifestyle, there, there's we're moving so much. We're getting used to so many new things all the time. That in and of itself is enough to send you into a tailspin. Doing it during a pandemic and your whole life being uprooted and mm -hmm. everything changes, changing or just living through the pandemic, whether you move or not, I think you have to say to yourself, okay, what matters more, feeling ashamed or can I just be kind enough to myself to reach out for help? That's amazing. I love that, what you just said, Erin. It's so, so important. And it, I, I've been, it's interesting, we've been through the same thing, right? And I think we right. were connected in a way because one of the things that hit me hard a lot, and I wonder if that was not, there's two things for me personally that have affected my business. Uh, the way I show up in my business I think the whole thing with Black Lives Matter has touched me a lot. Um, we could make a whole episode about that, but we were in touch during that time, you and right, me, how much yeah. we were hit by it to our soul and our core. Mm -hmm. And it took me, I was crying all the time. Mm -hmm. I was just crying all the time because I was really hurt by what was happening because it also reminded me so many things of my past and, mm -hmm. and things that I've experienced. And in both sides, by the way, the privileged side and the oppressed side somehow. Um, and knowing how there's so much work in our community 
to do around racism. But in my case, there was also the pandemic with being separated from my family while my father was going through really difficult and is still going through difficult health challenges. And it's very interesting how sometimes our personal, it's hard. That's basically what I'm trying to say here. As an entrepreneur, you cannot like, it's not like a job and even a job, to be honest, I don't think it's like that. But still, traditionally, we leave work and we leave our life, private life at home and we go to work. And when you're an entrepreneur, you can't do that. Right. It's just you can't do that. It's it's um and, and in the same way, like your your business can be affected when you are affected personally. I think your business also nourishes you personally when it also when it goes well and you're growing. It's right. it's a both sides, right? It's mm -hmm. not just negative, it's it's a, in a positive way. I think we nourish the business nourishes the private side and vice versa but also the person who we are i'm a different person thanks to tandem nomads i i'm just a whole different person but in a good way it had taught me how to grow up and deal with all my limiting beliefs my confidence issues um and all the things of the past that traumas and things like that and I realize how that comes out in the way we show up when we're an entrepreneur and maybe that's why it's hard sometimes to to start our own business and put ourselves out there right yeah I think there are we we walk around with these um, limits in our brains and uh, it is hard to show up and it's hard to put yourself out there not just as a woman, but as anybody, because I really like what you said, no matter what, we never leave behind the business. I do think no matter what, no matter what I'm going through, I show up for the company. Mm -hmm. And I'm very thankful for that, that I, I, um, I love what it you keeps said. me going. It does. And I, I too feel like I'm a different person. I feel like it has taught me a whole new skill set. I think when I started this company, I was rightfully just trying to figure this out and kind of caught up with, oh, this is a new thing that's out there and I've got to explain it to you and I've got to make you believe in it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm very thankful that I've gotten to a place where I have time to listen to my clients. I have time to figure out what's best for them and not just think about, do I get this client or not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're saying. I think we might both, um, you know what I love about the fact that you decided to come on the show and share your journey. And first of all, thank you for giving me also the chance to open up because it's something I wanted to talk to and I didn't know how to do it. And thanks to you doing this with you uh, makes it much easier and more pleasant well, uh, because it's hard much. to talk about these things, right? We, we always want to show up as everything is fine, but it's not always fine but also realizing that these challenges are also opportunities to grow. And as you know, this is the whole point of Tandem Nomads podcast show is to, and we can't turn challenges into opportunities if we don't acknowledge these challenges first. Right. And I think as a society, personally, I feel like there's more conversation about you make mistakes and you learn from those. You go through struggles and you learn from that. And I, I think that's a lesson we can all learn from that um, it's hard. It's hard to show up. It's hard to keep going sometimes. It's hard to figure out what, what am I, what's my goal anymore? What, if, what am I working for? Uh, but yes, those times will ultimately lead you somewhere, but you might need some help and I'm, I'm always glad when people go and get help yeah. because it, I, I don't think it's reasonable for us all to say, I'll fix this. I'll fix, I'll fix this because yeah. if we could fix this, psychologists wouldn't exist. If we could <laughs> fix this, uh, psychiatrists wouldn't, wouldn't exist. And let's acknowledge that our emotional well-being our brain, they are a part of our body and they can get tired and they can get sick sometimes just like your heart and take care of them. Take care of that brain. Take care of your well-being. So important. Because it will eventually show in your company. 
whether it shows with your clients, whether it shows with your employees, I don't want anybody to know, I just don't care today. Because you know what? I might not care today, but I do ultimately care. Hmm. And I don't want to give anybody the impression that I don't care. So I've got to take care of myself so that I'm not in such a slump. And you know, it's so good that you say that also being transparent with the team. I don't know if it was the case. In my case, I have told the people in my team that, you know, I was not doing well and I needed more time and actually doubled the size of my team because of it. And the controlling issues that I had before <laughs> are gone <laughs> because right. there's no choice. You get over it. <laughs> you get over it. Like, and that was a, another opportunity that came from this challenge, right? To, to actually delegate more and because... You know, but the learning lesson that you talked about real quick, you know, there's another thing that I found difficult in this episode and where I'm really grateful to you, Erin. You know, usually we share challenges once they're over, like when we're completely out of in the out of the tunnel and both you and I are still working through it. It's going so much better that we are able to talk about it without tearing up. Right. <laughs> but um, and and I think that's what we were trying to do here today is to maybe be fresh and transparent in the moment. Um, and maybe we'll do another episode in the future down the road and see what did we learn from that, What did that, we right? end up doing? That would right? be great, great, <laughs> yes. But one of the things I'm learning right now is this whole thing about, yes, when I started my business, I needed to give it 100%. And for me, it was okay if I worked late nights and it was okay if I worked endless days and hours. Um, now I'm just in another stage where that's not okay anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's just that that transformation, that challenge is causing to have us to change habits that we implemented for so long. Right. You know, so I do think it's important to take time off. And I realized that a couple of days ago, I said, it's enough. And I went for a walk and no, I, I was late on so many things, but I still went on a walk. And when I came back, my brain was fusing with ideas on something that took me ages to do. So right. I think it's really important that we send that message out that hustling at the beginning is important, but will come a time where there's results where we can't keep hustling because it's just not, it's just why, why make it's that money? Sustainable. Yeah. You can do it for a while. And different people can do it for different lengths of time, but it's not always, the company doesn't stay new forever. Mm -hmm. And, and that's you've what got to ease into it. You've got to ease into that new pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you learn now that you've been through that, that you got counseling and that you're doing better, the company's doing better? What, what is it, the message that you want to share what you learned from this experience for those who are either in this situation or those who are not yet there? Uh, what do you want to tell them? Well, for those of us who are already in develop, have a developed company and are in a slump, I want to say, reach out to somebody. Um, if you're really in a slump, reach out to somebody because there's nothing like you don't get clarity until somebody says, do you hear yourself? Do you, can you acknowledge what you're going through? Can you acknowledge your struggle? Can you acknowledge whatever you're feeling? And um, then you can move forward. And, uh, and for, and whether or not you're, you're in the company and it's successful or whether or not you're, you're just beginning. Anxiety is a human condition and we need it for, we need it to live and survive. But what I've learned is take these little steps. If you continue to think about something nonstop, you're building that anxiety. You're living it. You're, you keep thinking about it. You live it through the thoughts so many times that you don't have to do it because it causes more anxiety to do it mm. when you've lived it so many times. So take little steps and do one thing at a time because once you acknowledge your anxiety, your, your feelings, you can take those steps. 
And that's been my, I think that's my biggest piece of advice, if I dare say advice, that we all need to understand this about ourselves. We all need to understand that as entrepreneurs, we are in a different position. And thank you for acknowledging that. We are different from people who go to a job. We can't leave it behind. And we we just need to take one step. And once you start taking those steps and you say, okay, I'm just going to do this one thing. For me, I felt a lot better. I thought, okay, I did that one thing, that one thing, whether it was big or small. And now I, now I can just keep going. Yeah. And now you're ready for the next step. Right. Right. And I think I, I want to make sure that sharing our, you know, our challenges that we've experienced and the help we needed to get out of those moments of difficulties emotionally, that it's not a source to discourage people. I think it's important. I, if I had to right. do it again, I'll do everything again the same way. Right. I don't know about you, Erin. Yes. Um, maybe you can tell us, is there something you would do differently? Is there something I would do? I probably um, could be a little more efficient. <laughs> but... <laughs> In saying that, no, I would do it all again. I'm glad I've done this. I, I'm glad I'm at this point in my life where I feel comfortable sharing this kind of information. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel confident that um, I can be helpful. Yes. I feel confident that uh, sharing these experiences can really reach other people. Yeah, I love that. And for me, what I want to share is... By sharing this for me, it's just to say, hey, this could happen to you, but if it happens, it's okay. Right. It is okay. You're fine. And it's, it's normal. It happens. Yeah. Okay. I I think if we saw a company on a bell curve of our emotional excitement, we would probably be like super high at the beginning and then kind of low and then super high when the company starts succeeding and then super low and you go up and down and up and down, but you'll get through it. But as long as we get help, that's as long as we get help, as long as we acknowledge what we're going through. And I think in this point in history, we have gone through some major, major changes. The whole world has seen uh, seen so much. And oh, yeah. gosh, don't you feel like two years ago, we were all just like so innocent <laughs> and such babies? This <laughs> is <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe. But at the same time, I'm so, so grateful. Like, the world will never be the same. And I hope it won't be the same, right. actually, uh, that we will all grow from this. But I know that as hard as what, there were days, you know, one of the things we didn't dig deeper into, but we both kind of flew over it is this some days loss of motivation, right? Uh, right. That when we, we just don't find that energy anymore to keep going. And one thing that helps me when I'm really down, like really deep and, and, and can't go deeper mm-hmm. <laughs> is to be grateful for it as well, because right. I know that that moment of, of um, s- stress or panic or even sorrow, sadness is an opportunity to actually grow. Right. And as yeah. long as we get the help. And, and for me, I, I'm kind of come out so differently from this challenge. I, I know it. I just, I just feel it already in my body that so much has shifted yes. and, and I will only be able to take my business to the next level as I'm facing this somehow. Right. And if you're just starting, I mean, look at the opportunities that are out there. We are, we are in a period where your company can actually be a social platform where where you can take an oath as a company and say, I'm only going to do well. I'm only going to do good for other people. That is the, that is part of my mission in my company. And I don't think that was, I never heard that before in my life that I will, I will do good for others. I will be there as an advocate for others. You know, I I think it's very small, but it is, I do want everybody to know I stand for equality for every human being. I stand for dignity for every human being. And I make sure that's clear on my blog. I, I, I want it to be a message. 
and this is a this is a trying time to be sure but if you're motivated by what you see going on in the world boy is it a time to jump in and mm. find your place in it i love what you're just saying in in other words let me know if I, you hear it that way is you meant it that way too but what i hear is like reconnecting with your big why mm -hmm. is also some a powerful way to actually be able to continue to grow your business but now you have even a more powerful reason to keep working on it and and in, and use your company as a vehicle to make an impact even beyond just the transaction of the services that you provide but as well as becoming an advocate um for equality and etc exactly exactly i love it and and i'm i i think wow that that really I feel better about humanity knowing that that's happening. Oh, this is so beautiful. So tell us now, what is the next step for you? What are you focused on? Uh, so worldwide speech um, will continue doing all our, its regular services. And we will, um, we're going to be a bigger online presence in terms of putting resources out about how do we treat people as equals you know and it's kind of funny because i i don't know why i didn't think of this sooner i mean i work with ch some children who have some real disabilities some vi visually obvious disabilities why wasn't this something i talked about right away but that that's really the the, um, I'm, I'm happy that I have this platform because that's um, the message we're going to give. How can you be more empathetic? How can you, how can you acknowledge what's happening in the world? How do you look at people and do you know what your prejudices are? Do you know how to work through that? Um, it's just amazing that companies are coming out and using their platform to, uh, uh, say I'm here with you and I'm an ally that's amazing such a another whole chapter we could start together you and I are very passionate about that I'm still working and continuing to learn about this topic and how can I use my voice and my platform to to be able to be an advocate and I still see so much work to do on my end uh, but it's really inspiring to to see what you're doing and thank you for sharing your story here um, and we know we didn't have, we decided in purpose to not have an outline to just have a genuine conversation together to share the reality of the behind the scenes of what it takes to actually grow a business in, in authentically and aligned with our values, but also some of the roadblocks that can come along the way that it's okay to go through them, but it's good to be aware. Well, thank you. It's so good to talk to you again, Emil. Thank, oh, thank you. you for this opportunity. My true, true pleasure. Where can we find you, Erin? Okay, we are www.worldwidespeech.com. That's worldwidespeech.com. So Nomad Nation, check out all the information of Erin Long and on tandemnomads.com slash 212. And thank you so much for listening to this very genuine episode. I hope it has been inspiring to you. Or if you feel like you've been going through the same thing, know that you're not alone. And if you are just starting in your journey, don't get scared off of what we just shared, but just know that this is part of the journey so that you don't get surprised. If at some point you feel like you're moving forward, um, but something is missing. It's just part of the growth, the personal growth and the personal journey. And I can't wait to hear your feedback around that. So there's many ways you can share them by email, connect at tandemnomads.com or also follow me on Instagram where we can discuss this uh, together as well. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you, Amel. And thank you, Nomad Nation. I look forward to meeting you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.